Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week we'll be talking about how Eddie Jones wants Japan to be the fastest rugby team in the world and also we'll go through all the League One action. Ikimashou! in my soul. Uh, welcome back everyone um, to Japan Rugby Weekly. Again, sorry this one is also late. Uh, been a very busy, busy boy. Um, in saying that, I did recently go to um, an onsen after work for the first time in ages. Man, what a place, onsen. I know a lot of uh, foreigners, uh, when you first come to Japan, onsens are a pretty big hurdle. Um, you know, a uh, public bathhouse where uh, you got to get fully nude um, to get in. But yeah, so relaxing. Um, a lot of them have saunas and uh, cold baths as well, so you can do a bit of hot, cold stuff. I did um, go into the cold water uh, after going into the sauna, and then this uh, eight-year-old boy or you know, little kid came in, started uh, watching me, and then trying to do um, somersaults in the pool to impress me. And Man, I was impressed. It was pretty cold in there. And um, yeah, he was a champ. Asked me where my mum was from, because um, obviously I look foreign and um yeah we became best friends um but anyway it is uh getting a little bit chillier in japan but still um some days you know real warm other days you get a bit of sleet or snow um this weekend for the rugby it's looking like in the kanto area anyway uh could be pretty cold could be wet could be snowy so um if you're going to watch uh any of the games make sure you uh dress accordingly but um yeah getting straight into Rugby news of the week. Eddie Jones has come out and said uh, on the 16th that he wants Japan to be the fastest rugby team in the world. He's also uh, quoted Newton um, saying one of the key laws of life is uh, Newton's second law, which is momentum equals mass times velocity. And the game is all about momentum. And uh, I guess Japan's one of the smaller uh, teams compared to the other international uh, nations. They need to uh, change their vis- velocity because uh, they're always going to be uh, on the smaller side. And that running fast hurts, especially when you get out of a scrum. But um, you got to change. He's got to change the mindset of the players to enjoy that pain to push themselves uh, past where they think they can go. So um, yeah, like you all know, first time Eddie Jones is back in the job of Japan since uh, 2015. Um, had a I guess relatively successful uh world cup in 2019 with the um english team i'm sure they would have uh been disappointed in not winning in the final but to get to the final still you know all things considered a good result and then a disappointing result uh in 23 um with australia obviously and then cutting that job short i think what was it a five-year deal but um resigned or sacked Within a year and then back to Japan. So basically in three years, three teams. But, um, yeah, there's some interesting quotes in this, uh, in this press conference. Obviously, firstly, paying homage to, uh, Newton. But then, man, I, I don't know if I can translate Newton's laws on the spot in Japanese. I, uh, I would have froze, but also, um, talked about how he wants to, uh, use artificial intelligence to train the players to communicate with their eyes. Um, and that gorillas don't have whites, don't have white in their eyes. So gorillas never know what each other are thinking. That's the difference with humans. We have white in our eyes. Um, and that the best players in the world, um, they can make quick decisions and are able to read movement through eyes. So, uh, and so we've got to be able to train that skill. And he's got some ideas on how to uh, do that with AI. 
But uh, yes, too many players play with their head down, so um, that's one of the big work-ons, uh, supposedly. So yeah, when I first read the uh, the quote, gorillas don't have whites in the eyes, I thought it was you know one of those ads that comes in in the uh, in between on these news articles uh, that you got to swipe down to get past because uh, you know, just went suddenly from train to communicate uh, with their eyes, and then you know gorillas don't have white in their eyes. So I thought. The computer was just being smart or the um, ad AI or whatever it is was being smart and saw that Eddie Jones was talking about eyes. So they whipped in a gorilla ad. But um, yeah, some of the comments on this article as well, there's a lot of um, people wondering if Eddie's lost it. But um, yeah, I guess, you know, may, I feel like it's probably a ploy to get people talking, which I feel like Eddie doesn't necessarily need to do pretty polarizing um, already. But um, yeah. I hardly ever see comments on these kind of articles. Um, this one's from japantoday.com, but um, there's like 10 comments on it. Uh, so, you know, he definitely knows how to get people talking. And um, I do agree it's important to have that kind of identity, uh, whatever team you're playing with. And like you said, Japanese people are on average or, you know, on the shorter side. Uh, that's why you have so many of the uh, foreign spots in Japan being used uh, by locks. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there is a lot that goes obviously into um, rugby can be, you know, real fast. But uh, on defense, you know, the when the other team's got the ball, they, um, you know, can dictate how they play. So um, if you're going to be playing fast and trying to run them off their feet, I guess, then maybe that means that you're going to be playing more position. You're not going to be giving them as much of the ball because... You, know, you can't dictate the speed when you don't have the ball. So yeah, still very early days. I know um, with England, Eddie Jones was doing a lot of you know like training camps and stuff with players who he didn't even end up using you know in the international team, but um, getting a lot of players from around the nation in to uh, get used to I guess his style. So you'd expect if Eddie Jones wants uh, Japan to be fast, that he's going to be um, asking all the coaches to a. Uh, lend him players for, you know, those kind of camps and stuff. So we'll have to wait and see if or when that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, AI is uh, the buzzword at the moment and there are a lot of things that are being done with AI. Uh, so, you know, you never know. You could be on something and um, could be looking back at this as, uh, and saying Eddie was uh, ahead of his time. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, for a, a nation like Japan who... Uh, compared to other countries, um, is normally pretty positive, pretty patriotic about everything that, um, you know, is to do with, uh, their country or their, you know, sports teams. Like in New Zealand, you've, you'll have people just bashing on, you know, like the All Blacks. If they, um, you know, lose any game, then they're public enemy number one kind of thing. But in Japan, uh, in general, um, you don't get as much of that. But, uh, eh, like I said, Eddie Jones's, uh, appointment has been pretty polarizing for the people who don't, read uh much foreign media uh i guess their memories of eddie jones are from that 2012 2015 kind of era so um a lot of positivity from those kind of people but then uh less from i guess people who've seen what's happened recently so um yeah like i said we have to uh wait and see and uh wish him all the best hopefully he can um keep japan uh Hopefully you can uh, continue to make uh, Japan competitive and I think in the last few years Japan has already been a team that um, hasn't been just playing international games to make up the numbers they've been they're expecting to uh, get results and they've been pretty competitive in 
uh, those games, even if they haven't been able to beat too many other big names uh, on a regular basis, they've been competitive in a lot of those games, I think. So, um, yeah, wish them all the best and hopefully uh, we can be uh, fast enough to run rings around, uh, you know, all the teams. But next, uh, going straight into... Around, around the, the Grounds. Going into Around the Grounds. Uh, going through the results on the weekend... Starting with a bit of a shellacking, uh, the second behind the is going down 21-81 uh, to the World Knights. Uh, yeah, I don't think rugby was the winner. I think it was clear Panasonic were the winner on that day. But um, yeah, just uh, you know a lot of lot of uh, good tries uh, from offloads from running rugby, and um, yeah, but Dynables just weren't able to keep up on uh, Saturday. So I'll be looking to bounce back from that, learn from those mistakes, and um, yeah, Panna again unbeaten uh to start the season so uh looking good after what they would call a disappointment and um going down in the final uh last season to kubota so uh they'll be looking to bounce back and show that uh they are still you know the top team in japan uh next we had a close close game against the shizuoka blue revs and the santori sangalith like i say every week uh the blue revs they might not have won every game this year but uh they're always in um every game they play Every game they've got is a, you know, real tight contest. And it was the same again. Um, just going down late uh, to the Sun Goliath. Uh, at the, in the first half, you had Corga Smith going off with a, um, head to head, uh, contact yellow card, I think from memory. And then, um, Sam Kane for repeated infringements, uh, yellow card about six minutes later. So, um, yeah, there was a time where the camera panned to the touchline and you saw them both kind of. Uh, talking from the uh, Simbin area, as you had two, you know, high class uh, flankers on the sideline for ten minutes in this game. But Yamaha were winning fifteen five at halftime. Santori took the lead um, in the fifty fifth minute, uh, but then again Sam Green scoring off the bench before uh, Yamaguchi scored again to uh, get the lead back to twenty five seventeen with ten minutes to go. Then uh, Cheslin Colby scoring a second try in Japan. And uh, Hashimoto in the 38th minute going over uh, to retake the lead. There are uh, young Ten Takamoto's getting the kick from the sideline to make it uh, four points. And they were able to hold on to um, you beat the uh, Blue Revs who did a similar thing um, last week to Kubota where they won. That was in like the 83rd you know, minute. Uh, but this week they were on the other side of it. I uh, weren't able to hold on uh, for the whole 80 and um, got pipped. In the last two minutes, which I'm sure they'll be disappointed about, but um, against you know, a team that's uh, in the top four, getting that uh, vital uh, bonus point every game they've been playing, they pretty much uh, either got the win or their bonus points. So um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be disappointed, but uh, looking like they're going in a pretty good direction. Um, as uh, last year, the first I think five games they had four losses, one draw. Um, they Started uh, improving the second half of the season, uh, finishing with a great bonus point win against Panasonic. But um, yeah, they are looking like they've grown from that new head coach, Fujisan, who uh, was with Senex in the past uh, and had a lot to do on a kind of director role with Japan Rugby and the uh, national team. And he has um, gone to the Blue Revs as uh, their kantoku, their head coach this year. So uh, you can see... A bit of his um, running style, but also they still got a big identity of uh, Scrum and Maul, uh, which has always been the trademark of the Blue Revs. So, um, yeah, a very uh, contrasting two games on that Saturday. 
And in the last game on the Saturday, I uh, was the Cannon Eagles against the Black Rams. Uh, Cannon Eagles winning 24-8. was a tight game at a halftime. Uh, the Eagles, they had a lot of opportunities, but, uh, they weren't able to, you know, make the most of them. They went into the break, uh, down seven to eight, but then, um, 17 unanswered points in the second half, uh, got them their win. Uh, not enough for a bonus point. Uh, they got three tries to the one for the Black Rams, but um, Black Rams also weren't able to get in within four points to get a bonus point uh, themselves. So, um, yeah, Black Rams after their first one of the season against uh, Kintetsu were hoping to go back-to-back, but Cannon uh, were too strong in the end um, on the day. And, um, yeah, have continued their uh, strong start to the season. Then going on to the Sunday games in Div 1, we had the Kintetsu Liners against the Toyota Verblitz. Uh, this game was pretty much uh, on the news all over New Zealand, Aussie, uh, about the 9-10 battle. You had Will Guinea and Quade Cooper, the Australian uh, duo for the Liners, and then uh, Aaron Smith, Bowden Barrett named uh, for the Toyota Verblitz. Uh, Barrett ended up uh, pulling out before the game. And they had, uh, Tian Falcon, uh, coming in instead at 10. And then Aaron Smith in the first half, uh, looked to get injured and came off. There's no, uh, confirmation that I can see that, uh, what kind of injury it was. Uh, sorry, but, um, yeah, on the 15th minute, he came off. So, uh, they don't have a game this week. So you can't necessarily see what the situation is at the moment, but, um, he did look a bit sore coming off the, um, field. So we'll be, Having to keep a close eye on that one. Um, so yeah, by after 15 minutes, that big touted battle stopped. Basically, um, you know, both the nine and 10, they were in the media, uh, weren't on for, uh, Turda, but Turda, even with a yellow card in that first half, uh, went in 28, 14 up in the second half. Uh, Kimura from Kintetsu got a yellow card, which wasn't necessarily, um, capitalized on by, uh, Turda, there was a good period there of about 20 minutes in that second half where the score didn't move. And then, uh, from the 62nd minute, you had Takashi scoring. And then in the, uh, last 10 minutes, it two more tries from, uh, Turda to make it a convincing win in the end to get that bonus point. Um, but for about 60, uh, minutes, there's about 14 points in at max. So, um, yeah, Kintets are always there or thereabouts, but just weren't able to hold on for the whole 80. Um, their defenses, Looking like it's improved from last year with uh, Mukai san the uh, head coach at the helm, but, um, yeah, still, I guess, a work in progress, especially after the Verblitz have lost, you know, their, that millions off the field, basically, with, uh, Aaron Smith and Bowden Barrett not, uh, playing, but I was still able to get the job done relatively comfortably, I think, when you're watching the game. Didn't necessarily think that our verbalits were under too much, uh, strife. So, um, still a bit more to work on for the liners, but Quade Cooper on his second game back from his, uh, jaw injury or his, uh, cheekbone injury, maybe. So, um, still probably trying to get those, uh, combinations, uh, smooth. Next, uh, we had the, uh, Corbe Steelers against the Kubota Spears. Again, a very tight contest. This one, the, uh, Spears winning 38-34 against, uh, Corbe. Both teams, uh, have probably had a pretty disappointing season so far in uh, their respects. Um, the former champions, Kubota, before this game were one and three. Uh, Kobe two and two. Uh, but again, um, with their recruitments they've made, uh, 
I think I might have said it in the past, but their social media or their fans are probably the most uh, vocal, the most ruthless that you see in Japan, um, you know, around that kind of Kansai Kobe area. You do get a lot of people who really speak their mind. You get a lot more sledging and stuff at, like, say, the Kintetsu games and stuff as well, um, but from the crowd. Um, but, yeah, like, when you're looking at their socials, because of the recruitments they've made and um, the team they have on paper, uh, it doesn't matter who the opposition is. If they're not winning, then... Um, you know, it's a failure for their fans. So uh, there's been a bit of pressure on the Kobe Steelers and the Kubota Spears, like I've said, as the reigning champs, um, starting one and three. Uh, bit of pressure on them as well. Not so much from, I think, the fans looking at, you know, the comments, but um, yeah, I'm sure they, both teams would have been um, very hungry for a win. Uh, Dane Coles, Salos off uh, getting a try. Um, okay, after the trial scored, he didn't realise that the ref had caught a try. He was trying to uh, get them to go for a TMO, but obviously uh, no need. They gave the, uh, they awarded the try. Got a penalty after that. Adi Severe scored uh, to bring it back to 10-7. But then um, in the 27th minute, another try for Kubota. Mate, uh, had them leading at the break, 17-7. Then in the second half, Corby scored two uh, tries in the first 10 minutes to get that lead back. Then it kind of uh, seesawed for a bit with penalties uh, both ways. Then Dane Coles on the uh, 60th minute scoring again to uh, push it out to eight. In the last uh, 15 minutes or so, Corbe uh, putting a lot of pressure on, scored a couple. Um, the last uh, you know, three or four minutes, they scored to lead by one. And um, you know they're looking to hold on, but in that last last minute, you had uh, Pretorius here, centre making a line break. He I think juggled the ball as well right there um, before he made that break. So it was a uh, real fine margins, but ended up um, scoring right at the uh, in the last minute to get that come from behind win. It was a really seesawing game, but um, yeah, like I said, Kubota lost uh, last week in the 83rd minute, so um, they were able to turn it around this time and scored in the last uh, few minutes to get a much needed, a uh, really important win against uh, Corbett. So um, both these teams on two wins three losses uh, to start the season and um yeah from a I guess neutral fan I'm um, looking at the sea story game uh was a good game uh to be around or to watch but I'm sure uh Corby would be uh, disappointed that they weren't able to hold on to get the job done um on the day then the uh, last game of division one uh was the brave lupus winning 40 to 12 against the Mir Honda Heat the brave lupus the only other team apart from Penna who uh um unbeaten so far this season I mean look comfortable in the end um Todd Blackhead uh, did say in the press conference that um they had a good start to the game but um it was definitely a tough game and the opposition um had good line speed in their defense and they were putting uh pressure on us and uh there are a few changes that they had to make um in their team as well um which made it challenging at times um and uh, it also looked like they uh, rotated their team a bit as well. Um, Blackhead uh, did confirm that there are a few players that they gave uh, time to who um, weren't hadn't been given much of an opportunity so far this season. So um, the unbeaten team against a team who has yet to win um, a game this season, I guess it is a bit natural for them to rotate a bit, but still a very strong team that they played um, or that they put out there. Sorry, uh, so. Uh, Honda at the end of the game, I uh, did score and, um, they had Ton Banks, uh, back as well. So, uh, look, he had, uh, moments in the game and, um, sure he'll continue to get, uh, better and better, uh, with time. But, um, 
Yeah, the uh, Honda Heat are still searching for their first win of the season. And uh, they're one of the few teams that play this week. So uh, we'll be hoping to uh, go into the Nidua East bye period uh, with their first uh, win. With their first win, but uh, they are going into uh, this week playing the other team who is also unbeaten. So it's been a tough few weeks of uh, opposition for them, uh, that's for sure. Uh, next, uh, quickly going through Div uh, 2 action, you had the Green Rockets, uh, much too strong for the Red Hurricanes. They're both on the same competition points before this, but the Green Rockets winning 48-13 against the Red Hurricanes. Uh, then the only other game in Div 2 uh, was actually cut short through Lightning, but because it was played past uh, halftime, I should say, uh, the D-Rocks were given the points after they were up 10-7 when the game was called off. So I think if it was before halftime, then um, they would have probably had to reschedule. But um, yeah, when more than half the game's played, I think the regulations say that um, whoever's winning at the time wins. So um, that was looking like a bit of a blockbuster game, and it's unfortunate that it didn't turn out that way because of the weather. But um, yeah, like I've said many times, these Div 2, Div 3 games... Um, as long as you're in the top three, you play the top three again in a kind of placing uh, tournament. So winning this or losing this isn't the uh, be, it, be all end all. But um, now uh, there aren't any teams that are unbeaten in um, Div 2. So uh, it's looking like quite a tight contest there. Then uh, quickly in Div 3, um, we already last week talked about how the you know Red Dolphins won their game. Um, it was a COVID win, got four points uh, because the Red Rig Lions didn't have enough front rowers to uh, field a team. Uh, and the Sky Actives uh, were too strong for the uh, Blue Sharks, winning 31-29. The Blue Sharks have uh, strengthened with their personnel quite well. They had uh, Sopoanga and a few other players are coming in from other League One teams. But uh, the Sky Actives showing their grit, uh, getting an important win for them uh, this season. So going quickly on to uh, this week, we have the... We only actually have three games out of all three divisions, so uh, we're going into a big buy period where the cross-border games are going to be happening in a few weeks. So, um, yeah, League One's basically halting and uh, you know changing their schedule uh, from what they've done the last few years to accommodate for these games. Uh, so this week, the only game in Div Three are the uh, Blue Sharks, who are looking to bounce back from their loss last week against the Kurita Watergush. The Watergush haven't played. Um, since the sixth, so this is their first game in two weeks as well. Uh, there's a lot of you know buys and stuff that um, happening in these uh, lower divisions. Uh, so that game's on Saturday the twentieth at one p.m. and it's um, going to be played in uh, Tokyo. Then there are no games at all in Div Two uh, this weekend. So Div One, we only have two games, and again that's to accommodate for the top four teams from last year who have cross-border games in the next few weeks. So uh, this week. If both the games are on Saturday, so three games on Saturday, none on Sunday. Um, so Sunday, great time to uh, spend time with the family, pay back, pay them back for uh, all the time you spent watching all the uh, League One action. Um, but we have the second we had a Dinobores hosting the Tokyo Sun Goliath at Gion Stadium uh, at two o'clock. Again, like I said, on the Saturday, so the Dinobores looking to bounce back from their big 60-point loss. Uh, Suntory holding on to win against... Um, their blue revs, so we're looking to keep their momentum going uh, going into their cross-border game in the next few weeks. And then the Saitama Wild Knights hosting the Mir Honda Heat uh, in Saitama. Uh, so, yeah, another tough uh, opposition or another tough week for Honda going up against um, the second unbeaten team in a row for them. Um, 
But like I've said, um, they've got Banks uh, starting again at 15. And it's uh, to accommodate that they aren't starting Mitchell Hunt. He's coming off the bench uh, with, I guess, the uh, foreigner rule. But um, they have been, you know, showing a bit of grit, a bit of heart um, in their plays, even if they haven't been able to uh, get uh, much from their game so far. So they'll just be hoping to grow every game, um, with it being their first year in uh, Division One, I, I think, in the Wild Knights. Uh, they've also playing a strong team. They don't have... um. Yamasawa playing at fullback but they do have Yamasawa his brother playing um at fullback so um yeah, just looking at the team sheet or the surnames you think uh, it's a pretty similar team to last week uh but it's a brother the young brother is actually playing uh this week at fullback and then Vince Hussle is also playing on the um in the centers with uh Diande on the bench with Coram Betty so uh, yeah not much rugby to go through this week but um you know, got their support or the teams are looking like it might be a bit of a cold one on the weekend, but, uh, keep showing your love for the sport in Japan. We want to keep it growing and we want, uh, rugby to, you know, rival those, uh, basically those top two, um, sports, baseball and soccer. And we want to be, you know, one of the big major sports. So, uh, show your love, uh, like you have been with the uh, pod. Thanks so much for listening. I know they've been a uh, pretty erratic in terms of, uh, not coming out on Wednesdays every week the last few weeks, but. Uh, still really appreciate the sport and the kind words on the Instagram and the, um, all the socials. Um, so yeah, if you want to reach out, japanrugbyweekly at gmail.com or japanrugbyweekly on Instagram. Best places to do it. Um, but, uh, Gorilla Eyes, uh, definitely the winner on the day. It's a game of, uh, two speeds or one speed in Japan. And then, um, full credit to, um, Isaac Newton and his, uh, second law. Um, and he to now, uh, talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.